0: Welcome to Break Away from the Rat Race, a podcast series to awaken your entrepreneurial spirit and help you achieve financial freedom. On our show, you'll learn about investments and how to create passive income. Let's get started with your host Eric Martel.
1: Uh, so, welcome to uh, the uh, the show. Uh, today we have Alpes Parmar, who is an entrepreneur who owns a, a hundred residential units in the various markets uh, in Dallas, uh, Atlanta, as well as in Birmingham. He also invests internationally, and this is something that I want to talk about as well, is uh, in Belize, uh, Panama, Paraguay, and India. Um, He helps busy working professionals build long-term wealth uh, by basically using real estate investments and uh, basically living a stress-free life. And uh, even if you want to build supplemental income or just uh, general passive income. Uh, Alpesh is also the host of a famous uh, podcast called Wealth Matters and co-author of a book called Resilience, uh, Turning Your Setbacks into Comebacks, which is something that's dear to me. Welcome, Alpesh.
0: How are you doing? Good. How are you, Eric? And thank you so much for having me on the on your show.
1: Oh, my pleasure. So I think I want to get started with... Uh, your your book uh, that you uh, you contributed to uh, turning your setbacks into comebacks. That's something that's uh, really uh, dear to me because I feel that a lot of people are feel that they you know when they go into some trouble, some problems, some issues that they have to deal with in uh, in their lives. They kind of get stuck and uh, they kind of uh, go into uh, you know. Go downhill from there instead of respond. It's, I think it's a it has a lot to do with how you respond to these right. issues and how you rise up and do something about them. So you mind talking a little bit about that?
0: Absolutely. So uh, resilience is one of the character trait which I did not know about, but somehow I ended up developing it yeah. myself. And uh, you know, even though you read about this, but when you get in uh, into a trouble or you you face an issue or a problem, you actually don't know how to deal with it because everyone has different kind of issues or problems. So when I arrived, and this is part of my book, Resilience, uh, which became Amazon number one bestseller as well, Uh, when I arrived to United States on uh, December, sorry, February 6th of 2001, so exactly about 19 years ago. and. when I came here, the market had crashed. I came as a computer engineer, so I was going to start working in tech industry, moved to Silicon Valley, of course. I could not find work. Um, it took me a while to find work uh, and still I could not uh, sustain that. And I had to move to uh, New Jersey, where the uh, it was 9-11 happened and financial markets crashed. So there was no work. I didn't have money. (laughs) I came with 500 bucks in my pocket and those were already spent. And then whenever I worked, most of the money was spent. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I did not have choice. um, uh, And I could not find work. So what I had to do is I realized that I did want to study further. Um, And in this case, most of the time people will say, Oh, why do you want to take on more debt? Right? You should be finding work. Yeah. But uh, and uh, this is another thing which I did, I don't know how, but I was able to do my master's in computer science. And when I finished with GPA of whatever, 3.5 or 3.7, I I can't remember, but I did not have a debt.
1: Yeah. Wow. So
0: when I, when people tell me, uh, when I meet some of my friends and they tell me they're 40 plus years old and they're like, oh, we have debt from 20 years ago. I'm like, how?
1: Yeah, yeah
0: how can you have that in this country? You know, you have so many options, you have so many opportunities. Yeah. Somehow I worked at 7 and, you know, liquor stores and whatnot, and I had not kept any debt. So my goal was when I got out of school, I would start working and hit the ground running and I shouldn't have to worry about that. And, and I did not have debt and I did not take any loan from my parents or whatsoever. Of course, my friends did help me. I borrowed money and then, you know, paid them back as soon yeah. as I was able to. But that was one of the setback I uh, had right when I moved here. And the other setback I had, I started working and finally I was like, now I'm settling down in my life. I had my, my wife, we got married. We were expecting our first kid. We had moved into a nice townhouse in uh, San Francisco Bay Area. Yeah. And uh, come uh, and then I even switched job, uh, thinking that I'm pretty much settled. I can now move around, you know. Uh, uh, and I was relying on my income because I thought my wife will take off for a little bit while we are expecting. Yeah. And um, I got laid off. I got fired by one of the big four consulting firms. Wow. And. Uh, I realized that uh, you are not indispensable. You know, um, <laughs> right, <yeah. laughs> by that point, I th- always thought that oh yeah, you know, I'm the one, I'm always needed in the business. <laughs>
1: i right, exactly, working. right.
0: Yep. Um, you know, I, I know I can do it all, right? <laughs> but that's when I realized that now I got to pay mortgage. you are expecting. Yep. I did. I had some savings, but I did not have a lot of savings uh, as well. So I couldn't invest right away. But that moment, uh, I realized that W2 jobs uh, is not for everyone. And you cannot rely on a W2 job. You cannot think that, you know, you are making money for this business or this employer and they will keep you forever. Mm -hmm. So you got to always have.
1: Yeah, things have really changed. I mean, there's no more gold watches after (laughs) 25 years and all of that.
0: And the the pension plans have uh, changed, right? Mostly stopped, right? So when I was working at those companies, we had pension plan and they were stopping right then. Yeah, yeah. So, and then you have 401k, which is a scam, uh, in my words. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So... I ended up start doing, started doing independent consulting and around in 2011 started my own IT consulting business and since 2009 and it's been 10 years now, I have not worked for anyone. Mm -hmm. I have not reported to anyone for my salary, my income, my personal goals. I don't have to worry about all that.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, That's the thing too, like when you work for another company, I mean, you're kind of, you know if you, you don't know what's what's really happening with right, the company exactly. i mean and how you they tell you kind of like what your performance is doing and stuff like yeah. that but you don't know they might shift things and say hey, you know what I, we're, we're not doing that business anymore right spend the last four years building this this practice and whatnot yeah. uh, now we're, we're shutting that down or whatever exactly and it's just like okay now i'm out of work now and you know and <laughs> you're not in control of, uh, it, it sounds like you're safe, right? Because you're working for right. a big company, That's they make you, you feel safe. Yep. But it's all it's all a dream because you, you know you're not in control, and they uh, and they're running a business, and then you just don't know you you are expendable, and as long as you uh, you know as, as long as they need you, you're you're fine. Right. But if they, yep. things change, you know you don't yep. know.
0: And after seeing two cycles, right, 2000, 2001, and 2008 and nine, I realized yeah. that you got to have, you got to start building something for yourself. It yeah, could yeah. be a side hustle, a second source of income. I mm. believe in multiple sources of income. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that's why you know stocks and then real estate came uh, came to me, even though it did not come naturally to me. But I did not have choice when I started yeah. thinking about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. right when we are growing as family when we are of course yeah that's another thing you know you start thinking about you make fifty thousand. you are happy you're spending a little yeah. bit you start making 100 grand you are spending a lot more right yeah, yeah, now yeah. you're making 200 grand you, are, you have a bigger house you have yeah. a lot more responsibilities right that's right so you always have to start Then you're more stressed more.
1: because now you have to pay <laughs> exactly house you know yeah So
0: you got to have that know uh, other sources of income yeah. so resilience yeah didn't come naturally to me, but somehow I ended up building it because there was one thing in me, which was that don't give up, don't ever yeah, quit. Yeah. Yes, you you can lose and that's fine. Yeah. But don't quit without even trying. Right. Yeah, yeah, so that's one thing I've always followed in my life.
1: Yeah. So yeah. So what how would you if you see somebody or if you were to talk to somebody that has uh is falling into hard times and stuff like that so what what would you tell them how do you would you tell them to approach these kinds of uh, situations
0: so always uh, when you are facing hard time always think about uh Others as well, right? Think Mm. about um, if if you have read book, if you have listened to podcasts, think about how others would have fared like Mm. there are so many people. And if you read about them, it's amazing how they uh, came back, right? And that's why Resilience is a great book where it's not just my story. We have 32 co-authors. And even just reading their stories inspired me like anything. Yeah, yeah. That's one thing. And then another thing I always want to tell people who are facing hard times that when life closes one door, there is always another door waiting for you. Right. Mm-hmm. You just yeah. have to find that door.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: There's always another opportunity.
1: <laughs> yeah. And that's true. I think your I think your attitude really uh, helps you. I think if you if you feel depressed and stuff like that, the tendency is kind of like, you know, to kind of tr- right. you wanna close down and you and clam down and then yep you can't see opportunities. You have to kind of stay, in my opinion, you have to kind of stay positive and then exactly. you can see opportunities uh, that way. I mean, when you're happy and have, you know, I have the positive, yeah, view, yeah. Think. even in the dark moments, I think you have to kind of think about you got it. to
0: have that positive outlook.
1: Yeah, uh, and know it's but yeah. But that's the only way you're gonna see opportunities. That's the only way you're gonna be creative about right. leveraging these opportunities and stuff like that. Right. Yeah. um uh, so later on you did uh you you said you were uh you were in the stock market and all of that and then yes. you uh yeah, so i was in the stock market too i lost the uh, lost a fortune in the stock market the <laughs> ha-
0: haven't we all <laughs> yeah exactly my god uh, i
1: was diversified
0: yeah that's what market. they tell us right <laughs> that's what they tell us exactly i i feel like wall street is rigged right so uh when I realized about the, uh, when I lost my job, I'm like, oh yeah, I mean, I only invested in mutual fund. I got to start looking at stock picking and all. Yeah. Uh, started learning a lot about it. That's one thing that I love reading and I love learning. Yeah. Uh, so I just started picking up stock related material and it wasn't just, you know, simple stocks. I moved on to in 2012 to 2014, I started even doing futures and options and even Forex in 2015. Um, But I realized that yes, people can make money in stock market, uh, but it's not any more buy and hold long-term kind of deal. You know, you can't compare it to 50 years ago when there was no, Machine learning when there was no artificial intelligence right now, the machines are executing in microseconds. They're executing hundreds of thousands of transactions. So you can't control uh, any of those. Right. Mm -hmm. And when some people tell me about Warren Buffet that, oh yeah, he's, he became a billionaire by buying stocks. I'm like, no, he bought businesses yeah, yeah exactly. he buys he buys tons of stocks of the businesses and then he gets involved in the management of that business yeah, yeah, yeah. you and i buying 100 stocks You you can't go and yeah. talk to elon musk about tesla or you know Tim yeah, cook exactly. about apple how he needs to run his business right yeah, yeah, yeah. so Even though you own a portion of the company, you can't do anything about it. And that's why I like real estate that I control my money, I control my destiny. If something happens to it, yes, I did it. With stock, you're like, oh, I got to time the market. And it also started becoming emotional and stressful because I was always thinking about the market and you and I are in the West coast. So, you know, 6 30 AM the market opens and I would yeah. have to wake up at 5 AM to be prepared yeah. for day trading, swing trading, whatnot. Yeah. And even before going to sleep, even when I, when I was having dinner or chatting with my family, I would be looking at my phone. I had yeah. two monitors up with all this stock, stock tickers and charts. And I'm like, this is not working out for what yeah. I make eight to ten percent a year ten percent a year and then i had to i have to pay uncle sam right yeah, so yeah. it's not worth it yeah, yeah yeah
1: yeah and it was and it's not passive either
0: no nope, <laughs> I mean, it's I mean, very active
1: you have to be i mean you either go and do the uh, the long-term investment so right. where you can say well i'm going to look at it in 30 years from now right um and then that's fine then you can have you can have a passive attitude about that you don't have to look at the right. stock market and all of that but uh, but you also don't have income that's coming through nope, yeah, on a regular oops. basis. If you want to have income that's coming through on a regular basis, you have to go in there dividends, dividend, yep. and then the yields are not that great,
0: exactly.
1: right? Or you go and do, then you have to be an active yeah, investor. Yeah.
0: And, then, and then the dividend you, you brought up, and again, we don't want to uh, move this into stock market discussion, yep. but dividends, if the stock is not appreciating, uh, appreciating dividends are not doing much yeah, yeah, for you, exactly. right? If the yeah. stock appreciates, your dividend is going down.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> so, and if your dividend goes up, that means the stock is <laughs> going down. It's like, it's kind of so like a staple. you can't get all, right? Yeah. Whereas That's in right. Yeah. yeah, real estate, I can have my uh, cash flow. Yeah. And as well as I know in 20 years, that real estate, that property is appreciated. It yeah. has to appreciate, we don't yeah. build land. Right, We cannot build land anymore. Mm -hmm. So the property has to appreciate in 20 years, 30 years, and comparing it to stock market in 30 years, let's say right before you are supposed to retire and the market crashes, what happens? We have seen that in 2009, where a lot of people lost 70, 80% of their 401k values. So people need to understand that if you are already in 401k, if you are already in pension plan, you are in the stock market. Don't think that you are not in the market. So you already have more than half of your assets in the stock market. Why would you start picking stocks on your own as well and make it an active investment, right?
1: Yeah, exactly. So that's um, yeah, unless you convert that into your own self-directed after you take it out and then you you play with that. But
0: that's exactly what I'm doing. But yeah. I'm still not putting in stock market. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. just to segue but, into that, that I moved my uh, 401k and IRA money into solo 401k, and yeah. that's how I acquired the orange tree farm in Paraguay the coffee farm in panama and uh invested in a uh in a resort in belize all yeah. of with my 401k solo 401k yeah, yeah. funds yeah so
1: for, the, for the, the the viewers and listeners uh basically you can convert you can move your your 401k money into like if you move it to uh like a td ameritrade or schwab and stuff like that you can only invest in the products that they, right, have, they have fund the stocks and stuff like that but there are other firms out there that have different form of custodianship, and then you can invest in other other types of investments. So you can invest into real estate—not your own real estate, but somebody else's real yes. estate projects. You can invest in gold. You can invest in art. You can invest in cryptocurrencies. Stuff, cryptocurrencies or any kind of yeah.
0: Yeah, I just opened an account with Bitcoin IRA. Again, I'm not oh, yeah. trying to advise there that, uh, that yeah. you guys do that, but that's one of the now even the Bitcoin uh, uh, for cryptocurrencies there is an IRA custodian yeah. out there, right? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. and and you can put your money into some your listeners can uh, search for self-directed IRA, SDIRA, yeah. or checkbook control IRA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All of that will point them to uh, this particular IRA where using which you can invest in any kind of assets. Yeah. Uh, as well as you can move, if you have a small business on site, you can do solo 401k, yeah. or even you can reach out to um, Damien Lupo uh, yeah. for EQRP. That's another interesting concept as well. Again, it's another yeah. qualified retirement plan. Yeah. But again, as of now, after learning more about this, I don't even like retirement plans anymore. If you already have it, move it and stop contributing. That's what I did since last year. I'm like, I want my money now. I know I want to be rich when I retire. I got to pay tax when I defer, right? So should you pay tax on the seed or the harvest? Mm -hmm. You (laughs) know, right?
1: So, uh, so now with your solo four hundred and one k, now you're investing in Paraguay. You said you're yes, investing in, uh, Panama, in Panama,
0: yeah, okay. and Belize. Yep, all of that wow, is through so my four hundred and one k. Wow,
1: that's interesting. Uh, so you, these real estate investments are really about their farm. You mentioned like farmlands, like yes,
0: oil. mostly all of uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. So uh, orange tree farm in Paraguay and uh, coffee farm in Belize, uh, Panama, and in yes. Belize. Uh, I'm investing in the Mahogany Bay Village Resort in okay. Belize. So that resort is—they uh, are constructing the resort, and uh, it's now backed by or uh, partnered by, with Hilton. So it's a okay. big deal. Okay. That's the very first hotel chain in Belize.
1: Okay. Uh, so other real estate that you have—you're in—you're in, a, you're in a Atlanta. You are in Birmingham, and you are in. What's the other Dallas, the, Dallas, Dallas market? Yeah. Yep. yeah. So you and I are both in the on the West Coast. Um, so why did you decide to go out of state? to, <laughs> to, 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 to. I know it sounds obvious to you and I, mean, no, yeah, I, mean, yeah, I yeah. really, but It's
0: it's a it's a great question, and the reason I started laughing because uh, every time someone asks me, I start co- comparing this markets so or even the Midwest markets to West Coast market, uh, yeah. right? Especially California being in San Francisco Bay, mm-hmm. yeah. So the reason was it was pretty simple. Um, and I, as I, I have not mentioned on the podcast, but I became accidental landlord in 2011 because I you know bought a bigger house. And in 2011, the house I had acquired in uh, Bay Area was more than 50% down. Okay. Uh, I, somehow, again, I'm not trying to teach morale or anything on the, uh, but you know a lot of people were moving away and they were short selling or foreclosing their properties. Yeah. It did not feel right to me at that time that I should be foreclosing or doing anything with my property if I'm yeah. able to afford to keep it, right? Yeah. If I'm buying a bigger house, why would I just foreclose the other one, right? Yeah. So I did not have choice, but to rent it out. Oh, okay, 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 Right, so, but when I started renting, I kept renting for four years till 2015 and I, I, was, I, I kept learning, right? Because I was managing the property myself, there wasn't yeah. much to manage, that was the good thing. But I was always learning and comparing and I realized this property is not making any money. Yeah, I'm I'm breaking even. It's it's yeah. covering all my cost and everything, yeah. uh, but it's not making money. So come 2015, and I decided to sell that property. Yeah. And after I sold, and I of course had paid the principal so far, 20% down payment, all that I got back. Of course, yeah. I didn't. I I sold it at break-even price, so I didn't make a lot of money. But I had that chunk of cash, uh, and yeah. I was like, okay, I was at least before, even though I was barely breaking even, I was paying down the principal on a yeah. property. So mm-hmm. I'm like, instead of doing stock market or anything, I want to acquire real estate. Yeah, yeah. But then I started looking in Bay Area, even little further out. Yeah, yeah. I said, just numbers don't make sense.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I want to be buying a property uh, for a hundred grand, which pays me a thousand bucks rent,
1: yeah. instead
0: of buying something here for half a million and I get rent of 2000 or 2,500. Yeah. Most of the time it's breaking even and now in this market you are mostly negative 99% of the time and if you are negative that's when if the market corrects that's when you start panicking and uh, you have to compare that scenario to stock market because then you will start selling either you will short sell foreclose you will start running away so you'll either lose money or of course you'll have stress. Yeah. Instead of that, if I buy a cash flowing property, always focus on positive cash flow. Yeah. Even if the market corrects, it doesn't matter to me. Exactly. Why do I care if my property, that 100000 or $200,000 property is 50% down, if I'm still getting the same amount of rent, Yeah, exactly. because you know, it's a cycle. It's going yeah. to, the thing which goes down, goes up and it goes down again, right? Yeah. You, you don't have to t- try to time the market. If you are same way in stock market, when they say diversify and mm-hmm. buy at every point of the cycle right yeah, you yeah. don't have to just wait for the down market or up market yeah so hey. <laughs> that that's how i moved into midwest when i started and yeah. slowly started expanding and then i like southeast now and central
1: mm-hmm. so i
0: just moved from markets to market
1: okay so the uh, yeah, I mean, so for uh, for me too, like it's the, the same thing. Obviously, the cash flow is is king here, and then also looking at the the return on equity. That's the other yes, kind of measurement. That that I yep. And then, so sometimes, I mean, your pro sounds like your property here in the Bay Area, the house that you uh, own and rented, it was still po- giving you positive cash flow. Yeah. But then, when you look at the re- so you. You know, because there are people here Expe- yeah. that are, that are <laughs> happy. They say, "Oh, you yeah, know, I have this house; it's appreciating, right. and then uh, and it's paying for itself, and all of that. This is all good, and making a little bit of cash flow." But then you have to look at your return on yeah. equity, yeah. and then once you calculate that, if you're below the inflation rate, you are basically losing wealth, losing money every, every, exactly. Every, so that's uh, that was kind of my point. Yep. There's a, you have to factor in a little bit that the appreciation. Yeah. But you can't really count on the appreciation. I mean, it's, yeah, uh, you know, so I mean, you, you, you can't
0: time the market. So when people tell me, oh, I own another million dollar house, and I'm like, who told you it's million dollar? Yeah. Right. I'm like, oh, yeah, I could see it on Zillow. Did you sell it? It's on paper. <laughs> when yeah, you yeah, yeah. sell it and you realize the gain, then you tell me. Yeah. But right now, I'm realizing the gain of cash flow of it's 100 bucks or 200 bucks. That's my yeah. gain. Yeah. And I'm not paying tax on it. So I'm able to reuse
1: that money. Sorry. No, no, that's fine. No. Uh, So yeah. And really also everybody at one point, all these assets, we're going to need to be able to convert that into some kind of cash flowing. You know, we're all going to, at one point, not be able to work as hard as we are. And then, uh, (laughs) you know, we want to relax. We want to do something. And then, so that these assets, we have to convert them into some kind of cash flow eventually. Yeah. So right now, you know, you we just we're building capitals, we're building equity. Mm-hmm. But what could ha- what happens later on when you really want to fully retire that? Yeah. I don't know, 90 years old. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> then you know, converting that, the appreciation may or may not work at that at that time. It's kind of like right. kind of, like you mentioned, like timing the stock market though yeah. know, the stock market fluctuates a little bit uh, faster i mean you know if you retire in a down in a down draft of yeah, the exactly. stock market i mean you're in trouble you're not going to be able to yeah. uh, to retire you're not going to be able to because the value is going to be yeah
0: well. yeah and, be and making... yeah and if you are let's say you are well paid and you know you are going to have huge 401k and all mm-hmm. but let's say some emergency came yeah something really bad happened and now you need huge amount of money yeah. right and it's the same time when the market is crashing what are you yeah. going to do yeah. you may end up selling that appreciating real yeah. estate at a, at a down in the down market or stock same thing right so that's yeah. why you got to have that cash flowing assets as well if you have if some tragedy struck right
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly so uh, the other thing too so you, you any investment criteria that you had for these out-of-state property
0: sure So when I was starting out, I was just learning. (laughs) I'm like, okay, as long as I'm making some money, it's okay. But, you know, more you get into the game, the more you invest, the more you learn. And I keep telling telling this to people that you can listen to my podcast, Eric's podcast, Mm -hmm. as many times as you want. You can read as many books as you want, but until you pull the trigger, you are not going to learn anything. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, it's all on paper. It's like theoretical knowledge you and I had from college, but till you start working, you are not yeah. going to be able to apply that knowledge. And it's same like thing applies in investment. You're
1: <laughs> reading a book uh, from uh, Phelps about swimming. Right. Until you get in the pool.
0: <laughs> exactly and, and that's a good you analogy
1: not, you may not know how to swim you that's drown. a great
0: analogy because I did not know swimming and I started <laughs> learning here because I wanted to learn yeah, yeah because I want to do a triathlon I started learning swimming oh, And wow. when I started learning swimming I I'm like I'm not going back I was scared but I would practice three times a week no matter yeah. what right yeah. even if the water is cold or not that's not my problem I yeah. got to do what I'm supposed to do yeah right but to go back to the criteria point, now, of course, you know the market has shifted. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, most of your listeners would have learned or uh, have heard about 1% rule, and yeah. that rule mm-hmm. still applies, but yeah. it would vary from market to market, right? Mm-hmm. You cannot be tied to that 1% rule in Atlanta or Dallas, but yeah. you can meet the 1.2% rule in maybe Cleveland or other markets, right? Yeah. So you got mm-hmm. to be prepared to uh, tweak your criteria depending the, on the market. And Mm -hmm. of course the job market has to be strong. I always look at that. There should be inbound migration, positive inbound migration. The employment base has to be strong. And then if I'm able to be stay between 0.8 to 1.2% of rent to price ratio, that works out, that will work out in most of the market, right? So, and again, to remind your listeners, 1% rule means if I'm buying a $100,000 property, it should rent for about 1,000 a month. Mm Yeah.
1: The um And the advantage of that, I mean, this is also when you're going through many, many properties. I mean, this right. is just a good rule of thumb. Right. Kind of know where you are. I mean, it's, you know, it could be 0.8. It could be 1.2. Right, yeah. But this is something that says, okay, well, maybe I want to spend a little bit more time looking at this property. Uh, I mean, right now with, you know, the all the technology, it makes it a little bit easier. Right, it's very right that. <laughs> but uh, we also are, have a lot more property right, that right. We're, we're
0: looking at. Yeah, this is just for like, you know, uh, back of the napkin analysis. Of course, even after you see 1.2%, you shouldn't just jump in, right? You yeah, should yeah. do proper analysis. Yeah. But then also after doing analysis, don't get into analysis paralysis mode. Yeah, exactly. That's another thing. When most of your criteria are tricking, they're like, oh, but if something doesn't work out, even if, if you don't try, you're not even going to know if it's yeah. going to work out or not. Right. So um, and, and just to on the elaborate on the criteria side, also what I have done personally is that um, because I learned over the years that I don't want to buy a property sub seventy five, eighty thousand, okay. uh, which I have learned that most of the time it's not in a good market, mm-hmm. a good neighborhood, right, because I want to focus on B to C neighborhood. Sub seventy five thousand, or someone who is renting, a, or your single family, especially for less than seven fifty bucks, may not be a good tenant, yeah. right? So that's why I always uh, mention hundred grand, one thousand, also to get the mortgage. Mm-hmm. Most of the lenders would not lend you uh, for less than fifty k loan. So if yeah. you are in that eighty grand, hundred k range, you'll be able to get nice mortgage as well with twenty five percent down. Yeah.
1: Yeah, our, all our properties that we sell in uh, Cleveland and Memphis, they're around the seventy-five to nine uh, to yeah,
0: so less days. than seventy-five I <laughs> don't recommend. Yeah. And that okay. I learned because I lost money. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: I mean it may still work out, but I mean right. you have to you just have to know your market. You have right. to
0: know kind of what uh yeah.
1: that it's a good neighborhood and do your do your analysis. Yes. I mean, and that's
0: a good, good good point. Also don't do it for your first deal. But yeah. your third deal, fourth deal, now you already know how to work with real estate, how yeah. to manage the property manager, yeah. right? I
1: think a lot of it has to do with also taking the first, the first step, right? right. So this is the, where everybody is kind of like fearful at the beginning. Right. And then you really have to, uh, you know, take the first step, write yep. your first yeah. offer. Yeah. And then <laughs> give your money, your deposit and stuff yes. like that. And then if you want to back or back out,
0: back right. out.
1: You get your money back, and then you're gonna feel a little bit bad yes, about right. uh, the process. Right. the next time, because I still remember the first time I, you know, the first properties that I bought. You uh, know, the, well, the first one I was very young, so I didn't really care. <laughs> but uh, but uh, later on, when it was you know something a little bit more serious, where I, I had money in the bank and I was I had something that I could lose. Then uh, I was a little bit more concerned or fearful about signing these offers and putting. I was afraid that I would lose. I would lose my my deposit. So, um, so that this is very good. So you're you were in Dallas, and uh, so how how is the Dallas market right now?
0: Like, so Dallas market now, uh, yeah. I I don't uh, again. I'm not trying to uh, give any investment advice, yeah. but for cash flow, I don't recommend. It's yeah. it's very hard to so find. You bought it gasoline. a while
1: back, or you just uh, yeah,
0: I I bought a couple of years ago or three years okay. ago, right? Okay. So little bit, not like too long ago, but I I was able to buy as a portfolio from a wholesaler, okay. and that's why it worked because it was a single family house plus a duplex, yeah. right? So oh, like okay. three doors in. Yeah. But if you are buying picking just one house, yeah, it's not gonna work in Dallas yeah. and lot of the texas markets i think houston is still good um, uh, but you know dallas and austin um, you're not yeah for it. us like
1: the uh, we look at uh, we look at texas in general right. uh, yes. that, though basically there's some pockets around around dallas that was oh, uh, yeah. uh, a little bit um, but we don't have we don't have the critical mass right. in that area so
0: yeah. but uh, yeah so there was a couple of pockets that were were good that yep. uh, where it would kind of work um, so it, I'm still not in Dallas. I'm in Arlington, right? So yeah, I, yeah, I, exactly. I like Arlington and Fort Worth yeah, 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 yeah. more than Dallas and yeah. the up north markets like Fresno or Exactly. Mc- so darling, Arlington <laughs> is, a
1: good, is a good
0: one. To be exactly. In. So,
1: that's, so, yeah, so you have to pick your neighborhood. Yep. And, uh, definitely. The um, So do you have a team on the ground? Like how do you manage these properties or these projects? Do you buy that's, them turnkey or do you have to do some rehab? And all?
0: That's a great question. So I started with turnkey right so uh, in 2015 uh, then i moved in with another turnkey provider and bought about what three four properties from them right Mm -hmm. but then after that i started uh, not only i educated myself a lot on real estate but i started enjoying and you know as i said i have my own business i was able to do whatever i want so i i was like i should i can do this on my own then i started building my own team and that's what i have I find the properties on my, on my own in Atlanta, Birmingham, there, Arlington Market. I have property manager, which I vetted out. I have my own handyman contractors, uh, same insurance agents. They will even go and look at the property for me now. Uh, so so Nothing. that's what I did. But to do that, I had to network here in meetups, in Bay Area, I would fly out there, stay there for three, four days, meet a lot of people. Yeah. Uh, so building a team requires a lot of effort but of course it helps you in long term if you are trying to scale up.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so I think that this is the important thing and I think when I'm looking at it, I'm looking at kind of if people are interested in getting passive income and their strategy is to get some kind of uh, like either turnkey rentals or do the burr strategy, that's, uh, so whatever you, you need to look at kind of like what are the resources that you yes. have. Right. right so and you kind of have to do uh, some compromise on that so if yes. you, you can do like the if you don't have like the contractors and you know yeah it's hard to manage from out of state sometimes then maybe you want to do the turnkey and get a proper yeah. management to handle that if you can manage the contractors a little bit more and you can be in constant okay. contact with them then maybe you want to start looking at uh, the Burr strategy.
0: Yeah. And I did that in Atlanta in one of my properties, which I bought again from a wholesaler friend Mm -hmm. and um, we did all the renovation, and it's, it's cash flowing nicely Mm -hmm. as well as it's appreciated nicely. I still got to refinance it out but um, you know, it's appreciated a lot. Uh, yeah. So I should be able to refinance all, yeah. most of my money out. Well, yeah, that's, that's the advantage. So, uh, but yeah, that's the that But one tip I want to give your listeners is do not skimp on property inspection. Mm-hmm. Even if you go turnkey or non-turnkey route, always have your neutral third party property yeah. inspector. So that's that's the most important part of your uh, team. And mm-hmm. of course, they, they will find things which are sometimes negligible or uh, not, but you want to make sure that if they have to, if they talk about foundation or roof and hvac ed- yeah. those are some of the big things, and you want to be <laughs> cognizant of those things, right? So, oh, yeah, property yeah. inspection, a don't skimp it. Those five hundred or thousand bucks are the best thing you would spend when you are trying to get into real estate. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I, I agree, and, and I think it's good. Um, yeah, at least you know what.
1: Even though we have the for the turnkey that we sell, we actually tell them like exactly what rehab we, we did right. and all of that. But you know, I, I certainly uh, recommend that they do right. you know, on inspection, and uh, so that they're familiar with. Uh, they, they have an independent person, right? Exactly. words for it, <laughs> and you know. So if something happens later on, too, you know, right. that, You know, we don't. Uh, you know, the inspection would have revealed any kind of issue. Exactly. And then sometimes, you know, we there's some things that uh, we didn't see, and then. Uh, and then we can we have a chance, right? figure exactly. you know, yeah. When we do that, so so this is good. Uh, so the uh, so in order to do this, when you go out of state like that, so how what is your uh, like? Uh, and also, whenever you handle any kind of uh, situation, you have like a problem solving. I know you mentioned that in kind of your profile. How do you go into the problem solving mode? How do you look at uh, at uh, yeah at a at a problem? And how do you solve that?
0: So uh, always uh, try to go to the I always try to go to the detail, right? Not just superficial, uh, you know, detail or information I have been sent. I would always try to get into the why this problem occurred, right? Because mm-hmm. you want to find the root cause yeah. uh, and you, you want to f- target that to fix that issue. Mm-hmm. So. I always of course, you know, uh, that's one thing I flew out there built my team of trustable and uh, people right who I can rely on. So Mm -hmm. I want to hear from my property manager or contractor if there is an issue and I want to see the root cause right and, and correct that the from, from yeah. right there instead of trying to you know put a bandaid on any kind of mm-hmm. cause right so that could be that could backfire yeah, yeah. but but of course you know i stay calm in any kind of problems you know that's one thing i have learned that you know, you know as long as you are not losing your life <laughs> yeah, you, can, right. yeah. you can you can work through that problem right? Nobody's gonna die. Not, exactly that's, that's you know good. That's yeah, as list. long as you or your tenants are not in trouble, life and death situation, it, yeah. it is fixable. I, yeah, yeah. It may cost you money, but you want to have peace of mind and do things right.
1: Yeah. So uh, I think the other thing too that I want to talk about is kind of any kind of like um, like book recommendations that you that you have.
0: Of course, I will recommend resilience. How to turn your setback into a comeback? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah. I love that shameless, book. <laughs> <plug in> here. <laughs> but I, uh, even though you know, I'm not affiliated or anything. But I read the book, The Miracle Morning by yeah. Al Rod. Mm-hmm. Uh, that changed my life about these problems, mm-hmm. uh, problem solving, and problems. He was hit head on by um, a, a car, a drunken driver. His heart stopped breathing for about three minutes um, and he survived and then he had a cancer. But the but the book he has written, it gives you an idea about how a lot of these celebrities have gone through um, this kind of issues in life and death situation yeah. and they've come out unscathed. Right. They have they have built their morning. You know, they have built a routine and I'm pretty much following him um, right now. you know. I have read the book three years ago, but never took the dip. So I just wanna, you know, I'm writing a journal now, you know, I've yep. got the miracle morning journal and even watching this on YouTube, they can see that, uh, pretty much, you know, going through and the miracle morning book has six steps. You got to perform in the morning and they call yep. it a savers, uh, yep. it's silence, affirmation, uh, visualization, exercise, reading and scribing. Okay. Scribing is writing journals, yeah, yeah. et cetera. Yeah. Hmm. And we did not, or I did not mention, but I'm, uh, I'm, uh, I love working out. Yeah, yeah. I'm, You'll always find me at the gym at 6am in the morning. Yeah, yeah. So I wake up, first thing I, you know, get ready and all dressed. And the first thing I do is uh, exercise. Yeah. So I, I'm trying to now, because I was already doing two uh, or three of those. I want to get into a routine where I'm trying, I'm doing all six of them uh, yeah, yeah. in the morning or at least finish them yeah. during the day.
1: Yeah, so basically a daily routine. Yeah. Yes. That's, uh, yeah, so I think that this is very good to kind of, uh, it helps in a couple of ways, I think, I, especially in the morning, I think it's uh, it really helps to kind of uh, get you re- ready for, yep. Uh, yep. For, for the day ahead and then get your mind cleared up and focused on. Exactly, uh, on focused,
0: yeah. focused, yeah. you, you are ready and you're fo- focused for the task you need to take yep. care of that day, yep. right? And because you are going to sit in silence, you can pray, meditate, you can pray. That's gonna make you uh, give you a calm attitude, calm demeanor throughout the day. So it's yeah. important. And when you have worked out, you already got your heart pumping, yeah. you are sweating. So that's again, you, you, you throughout the day you have that adrenaline running. You know, you yeah, want yeah. to get things done. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. No, I think that's that's very very good. Otherwise people kind of, uh, they, yeah, they don't have, they kind of like go and they, they right. react,
0: they react to the
1: events exactly. of the day instead of staying focused on, you know, what, what is yeah. my goal today? Yeah. I need to do, yep. accomplish. Yeah.
0: And, and so every day now I write down my two to three goals. Yeah. And that's my goal, to finish those goals, right? Yeah. And in the evening, I got to evaluate if I did those or not, yeah. right? So, And of course, I, I'm not a superman. You know, I'm going to miss those goals as well, yeah. right? But in the evening, it gives me a chance that why did I miss those goals? Next day, I got to start yeah. afresh. I don't want to repeat the mistake, right? Yeah. No, that's right. No, that's a very good.
1: All right. Uh, any, uh, anything else? So that was a very good uh, talk, but uh, anything else you want to tell to our, our listeners or my listeners about uh, kind of sure. real estate or, uh, or setbacks and come back?
0: <laughs> so uh, recently I'm now focusing on also moving from single family to duplexes to I started doing large multifamily. And now I'm moving it to pretty much self-storage and uh, we are actually uh, go raising capital for a senior housing project in yeah. uh, close to uh, Sacramento. It's in Chico, uh, okay. acquiring it for 15 million. Yeah. Um, so, uh, and we are raising capital for that. So I'm always uh, asking uh, people to keep learning. Keep mm-hmm. watching the market, even real estate does not mean one type of real estate. You can do a lot of things. You can yeah, have commercial exactly. space, office space. So always keep your eyes eyes and ears open. Same way as people talk about diversifying in stock market, you can diversify amongst different types of real estate as mm-hmm. well as in different markets. Right. Yeah. So that's going to give you bigger diversification. Of course, it may cap your uh, reward, but it will also cap your risk. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So uh, that's what I'm doing, and uh, another uh, the last thing I would like to quote is I think it's an African proverb, but I have written it down here. It's that alone you can go fa- faster, but together you can go farther. Yeah, yeah. Right. So it's it. Do you want to go fast or farther? Right. In my goal, I realize I want to go farther. Yeah. So. I would team up with people. I'll network with Eric, I'll network with someone else whomsoever is going to give me the diversification whoever is going to teach me something new. Yeah
1: No so I, I totally agree with that and I think that's uh, the real estate investment community I think is a good community yes. for that. everybody is sharing kind of their ideas what yeah. they're doing, what to look for. so I think it's a good group. Um, so if you're new to real estate investment then you know try to connect the different meetups and then uh, talk to uh, other real estate investors and then see what, what they're doing, what they're interested in. And then you can kind of adjust or or define what your goals are, what you want to do, how you want to achieve them and stuff like that. Uh, One cautionary word though, is that we want to make sure this, as you mentioned, there are so many different ways Mm -hmm. of uh, investing in real estates. And then sometimes it's, it's the same way. I mean, and then, but different markets or whatever. So, um, but I think it's important to kind of have a, a focus as well yes. and not try to do too many different things, Right, right. Um, especially if you want to, be, uh, I'm thinking of that because um, like, for example, so if I'm, if we're investing in uh, Cleveland and Memphis, as you know, and then, so we, we have only these two markets. Of course, there are other markets that we can, uh, we can go after. Um, right but then we work with the team there we work we get yes. to understand the market very very yep. well. we get to have a team that is uh, really working very well mm-hmm. with us and we're working on the process together and stuff like that so that's what we're working on yep. the one thing, yep. and then we're focusing on that and then yes. we're tweaking that to the limit now we're doing a little bit more multi-families now in memphis uh which is you know booming mm-hmm. uh, so, so that's another thing too. So we kind of leverage our resources, our yep. team on the ground there, our property management, and all that, and then we're moving into into that. Which is just, it's not a big step, it's right, not a big right? Leap, you know, that's from a, single family portfolio yeah, to exactly. multi-family.
0: And, and that's a so. great point. I, you, you got to have focus. You got to master that one thing before you move on to the next, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So again, it. it because I uh, jump-started my uh, career, uh, real estate side of career and I hit the ground running, yeah. I'm able to move from single family to multifamily and large multifamily, et cetera. Yeah. But if people are taking slow, if you are working full-time job, W2 job, then it's it's going to be hard. You want, yeah. I tell people don't go in every market, focus on two to three markets, yeah. right, three right. max. And again, buy up to five single family first, you know, to learn or maybe duplexes, right? So that's where after I bought, had acquired five, I realized I want to buy duplexes. Yeah, yeah. I buy duplexes, then I realized, oh, I want to buy bigger Then I ended up buying two nine unit buildings, right? Yeah, yeah. So doesn't have to, if someone else is doing it, you don't have to do it, right? Yeah. Yes, yeah. but you want to master that one particular piece. And even what you are doing, you've moved, you did so much of single family and then moved into multifamily, yeah. right? So yeah. from nine unit, we raised capital for 148 unit last year, yeah. right? But it just does not happen overnight.
1: Exactly. There's a
0: lot of work behind the scenes. But. Yeah, yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> yeah, Especially if you don't have time to research all of that. Right, can, yeah. You build the very, team. Yeah, you can just stay very focused on one, yeah. one little strategy that if yes. it works, you stick with yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. just grow it, um,
0: you know. If it if, if, if I, if I, if I ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah. <laughs> right?
1: Yeah, because what I see sometimes when I talk to people too, like they they get they look at all the different. Oh, I want to do self storage. Oh, I want to do mobile home. I want right. yeah, 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 this and stuff like that. I say, okay, yeah, these are all nice. You know, you can all, right. you can do all of these, but let's just pick one. Yeah, pick one for now. Exactly. Make it work. Learn what you have to learn from that, and then see what you want to do. Keep right. keep the strategy going. And then go and move on and implement yeah.
0: another strategy. And 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 cell storage also I didn't do personally. I invested with another syndicator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. If if it's a good strategy, why not? Right, uh-huh. diversification. Even multifamily, large multifamily. I invested first from my solo 401k with a syndicator.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Just to see how he's running the business, and then we ended up acquiring with other operator. Right, yeah. Yeah. with senior housing, I was analyzing senior housing for three years. Oh, yeah. Bay Area for last three years, and I have done all kind of research, and then I realized that anything less than twelve beds not gonna work. So that's mm-hmm. why we are going into bigger property, yeah, right? Yeah, but yeah. that takes a lot of time and effort just to analyze and read at lot, look at all those deals and offers, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah, we we looked at senior housing as well. We were kind of yeah. interested in that like with the aging population yeah. and all that. So yeah,
0: right now you can't go wrong. The seniors are growing like crazy, and they love markets like California, uh, Florida, Arizona because of the weather, right? Because yeah. they want to live in you know yeah. hot, not hot, but in a nice weather. So that's yeah. why we liked Chico, Sacramento area as well. Okay, yeah. okay. very good.
1: Well, Alpesh, it was a pleasure talking to you. Thank you very much. Thank you for your time. Thank you and, so much. Uh, yeah, and good luck on your uh, your other podcasts. Yes. Other interviews.
0: And uh, we'll talk to you later. Absolutely. Thank you again, Eric.
1: Thank you for listening to
0: Break Away from the Rat Race with your host, Eric Martel. If you want to share your story and experience with our listeners, please message us on Facebook at Break Away from the Rat Race. Also, please subscribe to our YouTube channel and our podcast on iTunes.